Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Friday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Full gang is here. We're glad you are too. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com going to be on the show in a little bit. Lizzie Smith from London, England. You ever been there? I never. I bet I will in June. Lizzie Smith from London, England will be on the show uh, later today, and uh, we're glad to have her and about to talk uh, to a really, really special college baseball coach in America just momentarily. Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsors the opening segment of our show every day. I want to remind you, they cater, and they cater any event, whether it be large or small. You just call Dickie's the next time you've got something special and let them do the cooking. All right, now we talk a lot on this show about Southern Miss baseball, but you know, as we all know, there's another outstanding college baseball program uh, in Hattiesburg and an outstanding coach. We're talking, of course, about William Carey University head coach Bobby Hawford. Uh, the Crusaders about to host an NAIA regional tournament starting uh, Monday night. They're 44-9 and on the season. Uh, they only recorded, Kelly, the coach of the year, the player of the year, and the pitcher of the year. Won 44 games already. Other than that, not a very good year. Well, you think you'd think after about fifty years, Bobby Halford would get it right, you know. <laughs> Coach, I apologize for that. No, that's no, the that's, that's, he, he, Kelly's right. You know, <laughs> a slow learner, and it takes you time to get it all right, and that's why I keep doing it. Well, I mean, no, no excuse for welcoming our guests like that. No, but, no, but we're friends. No, we're that's, kidding, of yeah, course. We're kidding. a long time. Right, outstanding year, Coach, but but one in many outstanding years. Uh, how important is it, and I think it's very special, that uh, that the Crusaders will be hosting an NAIA regional tournament starting Monday? Well, the NAIA has gone to a format that's called opening round. It's basically an opening round of the national tournament. And uh, we knew about two weeks ago that, that, that we were going to host because of our record. And then, of course, we were 22-2 and two in our league, which was a, with a league record this year. And basically, when we went into our conference tournament, we were trying to uh, – kind of get out of it without, you know, some further injuries. We have some kids that have been hurt, that type thing. So we didn't have to win the tournament. So so many people have called me and congratulated me. Yeah, great year. Just so sorry it ended that way. And I'm going, wait wait a minute. It didn't end. Uh, we're just getting started. And, you know, we wanted to rest some guys. We had a, one of our best players uh, has missed two weeks with a pulled hamstring. He'll be back. We've got our leading save leader, got 10, that has a concussion. He'll probably be cleared by Monday. So, Last week we were just trying to survive. Last week and we played, you know, fairly well, made it to the final game. So, 
this was what we were shooting for, though, all year is to, is to host and be a number one seed. Kelly, I know that, that your son played a year for this coach. This 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 man here is some kind of baseball coach, isn't he? And and we we joke about the fifty years, but we're not. I mean, but but Bobby Hallford has had the ability to juggle old school, which he makes no. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, Coach, but you make no make no bones about the fact that you're old school. But you've been able to bridge that gap and deal with new age athletes. How have you been able to do that? Well, it's kind of interesting. I'm a I was a middle child, you know, of five kids. So uh, being a middle child, you had to be able to negotiate and work and work behind the scenes. And I'm kind of a passive aggressive, and so you get what you want. But, you know, at the same time, you're dealing with a whole different animal right now, and uh, you can't do it the way you used to. And each year is a, is a new year, and it, each year you have to uh, adjust and evolve. And I go to every clinic I can go to. Uh, I listen to somebody all the time trying to get better, and that's what it's all about. And now you're you're heading into the regional next week, and it it all comes down to pitching, doesn't it, Bobby? And injury wise, I would think that you guys uh, were not hurt that much because you wouldn't have been able to put together that kind of record with being injured. Well, the last three weeks of the season, we basically were th- we were throwing guys on short rest because of rain, and we were having them back with games up or move them up and that type of thing. So as we came down the stretch, we wanted to make sure in our conference tournament that we didn't throw somebody out there and jeopardize this this next week. And so we kind of did that by design. And, the, you know, the biggest thing is uh, our top three guys are really good, and they can pitch with anybody. And our biggest uh, weakness has been out of our bullpen. And then trying to develop those guys, you know, has been kind of, you know, a tough thing. But we, we swing the bats really well. This is one of the better hitting teams I've ever coached and been around. And so – and a lot of that is guys that have played together for two or three years and some guys for four. So, And these kids have gotten a lot bigger, stronger, playing in a big ballpark but still hitting the ball out of the ballpark on a consistent basis. That's what's been impressive about this group so far. Uh, Luke one Johnson's... home run away from the school record. And uh, playing in a large park like this compared to the park we used to play in, that says a lot for these guys right now. No question. Luke Johnson, some quality baseball going to start Monday afternoon at William Carey. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, 78 home runs for your offense, and pitching-wise, you've only given up 38. You know, you're talking about your, your pin and developing guys. Golden Eagles have had that as well. And and what is it? What is your philosophy to basically, you know, guys coming in, hadn't pitched on the collegiate level, you got to throw them in the fire. And, and uh, you know, how do you take those early, you know, uh, hurdles that they had to go, rough outings for them to prepare them to be to pitch in these big-time situations? Well, I think a lot of it, we tell our guys from the first day they come in, it's a little different maybe than other places that in the NAIA, you know, every game you play is important because toward the end of the year, that makes a difference as to where you go. If you host a regional, it's the same thing in Division One. And so every you don't have those throwaway games. You don't have a game where let's just let this guy go out there and get a few innings or whatever. Every game we, we take it just like a tournament game. We're trying to win every game and whatever it takes. And so – Along the way, a lot of these kids have never been in those situations. You know, they've been in, at, at programs where you could lose some games and let this guy you know, have a chance or whatever. But now you, you can't do that. I mean, every game is important. Every game is rated. So, uh, and that's what we're, we're dealing with sometimes. Dealing with that, you know, when you get in tournament play, we were joking with Christian Ostrander on, on Wednesday, and, uh, you know, he said you, you, you avoid the loser's bracket at all costs because anything happens. Everybody on on deck, you know, you get in a situation like that. Are you one of those guys? Um, be, because we've seen it in postseason and in, in uh, uh, across the country in, in regionals, they'll they'll 
you know, have a lesser opponent in, in game one, they'll throw the number two guy to save number one for, and I'm going to ask you to show your cards for next week. But I mean, what well, do you think about that approach? Well, I've never done that until last week. I had never done that ever <laughs> in my history. And basically we did it because our number one and number two, we wanted to give them more rest last week. We also, we threw a number four against the number, uh, our number four against the eight seed and it didn't work. I mean, the guy got, you know, he got lit up out there, but we came back and had three chances to win the game in extra innings. So that was the only consolation I had, but at the same time, I've never done that. And, uh, and to this day, you know, I'll probably never do it again, but uh, I'll always throw my number one to win in the first game is so important. Not only for – it's a confidence thing. You know, winning is brief winning, and that's what it's all about. And prior to this show, I, I had mentioned to, to Bob and, and Luke one of my favorite Bobby Hallford stories because it's so what I'm all about baseball-wise too is that when new athletes sometimes will show up at William Carey, they'll walk on – they'll make the mistake <laughs> – <laughs> of showing up to a carry practice in like an LSU T-shirt or with all due was uh, with all due respect a Mississippi State T-shirt or a Texas T-shirt and BH will go why why are you wearing those T-shirts those schools didn't want you why in the world would you walk on to this campus to a school that did want you right. signed you and is paying your bills and you're promoting those baseball yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that coach. Well, you know, I can identify with the USM Golden Eagles over the years, you know, beating the big teams, and we've always done that, too, in this kind of us-against-the-world mentality, and that's what I want. I don't want a kid coming in here and not wanting to be here. You know, it, it, once you get here, we want you all in, and we want you and, – and one of the things I try to teach, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you can play, you can play. You know, John Carter, you know – Sander could throw at any level. He, he threw at our level. He threw at Division One. Not that much difference in baseball. I think that's a big uh, misnomer sometimes. You know, guy, we have a center fielder runs a six three sixty. He, he bench presses the, the weight room. He's hit thirteen home runs. He can play for anybody. Our left fielder is the same way. He was player of the year. R.J. Stinson. His dad was a defensive back at Arkansas. So, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and but I want those guys to feel like, hey, you know what? I, it doesn't matter. I can play. I can do this. Uh, you know, we got doctors, lawyers that come out of here all the time. You know, they don't go into a, a hospital and say, well, this guy's from Johns Hopkins or something like that, you know. So, and that's what I try to teach. No, you're right. Well, Coach, uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Real quickly, sir, 30 seconds left. Who are, who are going to be the teams at Cary come next week? Well, we'll have Texas Wesleyan. They're, they're out of Fort Worth. They're always a good program. we got Houston Victoria. Terry Poole coached them until last year, two years ago. Got to play with the Astros a long time. We've got uh, Union College out of Kentucky, who plays, they play in a really good league, the Appalachian League. Then we got Ava Maria, which is out of Florida, and they play probably one of the top leagues in the country with Southeastern Florida down there in the Sun Conference. So those are the teams that will be here. And uh, we'll play the winner of the 4 5 game that's played at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's kind of a, an odd uh, you know, setup with a five team tournament, but that was a way for NAI coaches to not cut down teams to get into this what we call the opening round so we would play the winner of that game the late game which would be five or six o'clock on monday night and uh so you know like people come out and like i said this team we've broken a lot of records this year as far as swinging the bat i mean as far as the rbis hit uh, home runs right there you know with the 78 team which is one of the best teams i've ever been around here so um you know it's a good team fun team to watch because they can do a lot of things they can run they can get power Thank you very much, Coach. Good luck to you. Thank you. you. All right.
Coach Bobby Hallford, everybody, right back on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And many thanks to William Carey, baseball coach of Bobby Hallford. Great guy, Eddie Kelly, and a real successful man and got a great program. And he's, I did, he's still like rocking him. and rolling, too, after being there all these years. Yeah. yeah. I, I did want to mention this. Uh, as he was talking, one of his former players, Cody James from, from Taylorsville, uh, was texting me because he was listening, and he said, "Yep, heard that before. Yep, had him had, heard him tell that to a player. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. don't come on the Kerry campus wearing an LSU shirt. Not, not if you're a player. I no, mean, well, I don't blame him. I, I don't mean, either. I that's exactly right. All right, this segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. That's where you'll find the latest Southern Miss apparel. They've even got stuff to fit guys like me and Kelly, which we're grateful to. Because, you know, so many times you go in a place and it's like the mediums and the smalls. You know, that's all you can find. And they don't charge extra. No, even the- though there's more material. <laughs> In my case, <laughs> a lot more material. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, campusbookmart.net. Let's go down to New Orleans where we normally catch up with uh, – the professor, Patrick McGee, on Wednesday, but today he was busy Wednesday, so we brought him in Friday. The timing couldn't be better. The NFL schedules come out last night, and uh, quote-unquote, the Saints have one of the easiest schedules in the league, but really, Patrick, in the NFL, is there anything such as an easy no. game? No, I mean, there's just assumptions made before each season starts. Um, teams have upgraded rosters. If they want to compare it to last season, it's fairly irrelevant. You know, last year the Rams were the defending Super Bowl champs, and they really had a rough season. I mean, things can be turned upside down pretty easily. So, yeah, I mean, looking at it, it looks easier than, say, pass schedule for the Saints, but you just don't know until the season plays out. All right, let's play out the first month. Who, who are the first – who are the, pon- uh, the opponents the first month of the season for New Orleans? Uh, week one through week four, they've got you've, – you've, you're hosting the Titans. The Saints are going to the Panthers week two, and that's a, that's a Monday night game. Uh, then they're going to Green Bay um, in week three, and then they're hosting Tampa well, in did, week four. What in the world is easy about that? Well, Green Bay's got a new quarterback. Three Tampa's new not going to be very good. Quarterback. Yeah. Three new quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. Derrick Henry. And, and, mm. But the Titans don't. I mean, Tannehill's nothing up in Tennessee. He's not a great quarterback either. No, I mean, there's just, you know, it. It's I can I, it's probably pr- pretty much stacked up to the NFC in general. It's not loaded with great quarterbacks, and that's probably reflected partially in the Saints' schedule. Is they just don't face a whole lot of guys who are just like MVP candidates and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it from that point of view, there just aren't a whole lot of uh, big shots. I mean, you get Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jacksonville. That'll be you know an interesting quarterback that you're facing. And uh, but other than that, you're just kind of. Uh, maybe Matt Stafford is back and fine for Week 16 with the Rams, but you just you just don't know. There just aren't a lot of great quarterbacks the Saints are going to be facing throughout the schedule. Right. Well, the Saints have a new quarterback, and uh, this should be a really interesting year for New Orleans, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, you know, it, it feels like the roster's coming together pretty well, but, you know, we keep harping on Alvin Kamara. Where, where, where is he going to kind of fit in at this point and what kind of situation he faces? Uh, you, you know, you would expect that he's going to miss some time uh, this year. So, but overall, the depth of running backs looking pretty solid. All right, real quick before the guys get in here, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about baseball. My daughter was so impressed that your article showed up on her phone feed over in uh, Alabama 
uh, regarding the regionals. And, and I told her, yes, he is big time. In fact, we have to call him Mr. McGee. We're not allowed to call him Patrick uh, on the phone anymore. Uh, but congratulations, man. You're, you're, in, you're interstate on your projections. And, and by the way, she did give the seal of approval that you have a Hattiesburg regional, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole idea. You know, uh, I've done these projections, I guess, a few years now, and I do them on Monday. A lot of the other big sites, they do it on a Wednesday, and I think they're kind of missing the boat on that. They're missing the audience the first two days of the week. Uh, so I, I try to get it out on a Monday and take some time and really kind of pick it apart. And my, my, my projections do look a little bit different compared to what the, the big guys have. So you like Southern Miss to have a regional? Yeah, at the moment, I, I think they have a pretty good case to make, uh, just based on conference strength, schedule strength. Uh, RPI isn't perfect. I think they were, what, 23 last I checked, and that puts them in the discussion. Uh, but right now, I mean, heck, you're tied for first place in the Sun Belt, the fifth overall uh, uh, RPI conference. Uh, they're going to have a good slate of teams in, in, the, in, in the postseason. And I, I'm not a – there's just, you know, other teams like Boston College and UConn that I'm just not buying as host and Indiana state, I think is another one who who's deserving on, on paper. Uh, but my question is, is facility wise, are they in a position to host? I'm guessing they'll put in a bid. Uh, I think they play in like a 1500 seat stadium, maybe 2000. Uh, I don't know if they've ever hosted before. So there's some, some things I kind of took into account, uh, on this one. So I see Southern Miss somewhere around the 15 or 16 overall seat. All right, Lou, get in here before Kelly figures out a Bengals analogy for the saints discussion. <laughs> Well, I'll go back to the Saints just a second, but to add up on that, you know, I mean, Tennessee's 12 and 12. They're right above Southern Miss. Mm -hmm. North Carolina State is not going to host at 10 and 14 in the ACC. I don't think Campbell's going to host because of how strong no. the, the, uh, the, how many regionals will be in that way. Um, I, I still don't think UConn's going to host, uh, strength to schedule 77. And Alabama's not going to host at 11 and 13. So, I mean, you take those teams out, guess what? Eagles are like 18th. You know, right there. So, one one thing I do want to ask you ask about that you you've got Texas State in, which I think is the right call. Sunbelt has four teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Texas State's RPI, the right around what thirty five, and that puts them in you know anywhere between a two and a three seed. I, I think they're in for sure, Texas yep. State, and just overall, uh, you know, Troy is maybe a little bit more iffy this week as a three seed, uh, but they're still very much in there as well. Yeah. All right, going back to the Saints schedule, um, what what stood out to me, we said it. Now, the, you play 18 teams, and I know uh, with division games there's there's multiple. Uh, but if you take those out, so if you take you know three games out of that, you're at 15. Eight of the 15 teams on this schedule, only eight have a returning starting quarterback. That that is That speaks strength to me. With uh, the defensive additions, plus a, a, you solidified the quarterback position. I, I mean, I think that's a sneaky stat that 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 makes the schedule very winnable. Yeah, I mean, there's not not a game on here where you're thinking, oh man, that's you know that's they'll they'll march home with an L on there. It, it, you, as long as they stay healthy and 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 guys kind of play to their potential, you know, you're looking at ten to twelve wins. Uh, I think Rod Walker, our columnist, he projected the Saints to go twelve and five. I mean, just to be honest, I mean, our guys really kind of overstated the Saints, uh, overpredicted the, the win total for the Saints a year ago. So uh, take that into account. But I think this is a 10-11 win team kind of coming in. But looking at the schedule, I think that could stretch upwards to 12 or 13 if they play well and stay healthy just because the schedule just isn't as tough. 
but but again, we'll, we'll wait and see on that and how these teams kind of play out and if teams really have upgraded up to the point that they can uh, just look, you know, make a big difference in the win column this season. Rookie camps begin tomorrow around the NFL, and I know Patrick right. will be keeping us up to date on that. Any any latest news from the front office, Pat, Patrick? Post draft, anything like that? What what's the latest from the front office? Um, with, with the post yeah, wrapping Saints, paper, I think I think the Saints today. I know it was at least they've signed Kendra Miller, uh, the running back out of TCU. So they're kind of wrapping up that 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 class of uh, draft picks. And then the more you look at Kendra Miller, the more you you like him. He's got good size, six foot two oh eight, was a big playback, rushed average about seven yards a carry at TCU. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of the big development today. Is they're just getting those those, those uh, draft picks kind of wrapped up. Uh, it remains to be seen. I have, I've been so busy on the road this week. I haven't really. I know that we've done some writing. We should uh, folks check out NOLA.com. dot com and and what I know we have a story looking ahead to the weekend and and what everybody should maybe kind of be looking for through the rookie mini camp. But yeah, I think Kendra Miller getting him on board as they as you would expect. But one of that's the th- kind of the, the good news of the day. One of the things as journalists though that you're trained to do is kind of sniff out when somebody's when somebody's believable and when they're not believable. Mm-hmm. Um, Post draft, do you believe that the Saints are happy with the way the draft came out for them and how it transpired? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, I was kind of critical of them taking the the Fresno quarter Fresno State quarterback midway through the draft, but everywhere else, I think they they got guys who uh, who you know who kind of fit the mold who are going to be able to make an impact. Uh, Foskey, the, the defensive end, he's somebody that that you think would come in and, and at least run second string this season and possibly compete for a starting job. So, And all the way down to, to round six where they got A.T. Perry, the, the receiver out of Wake Forest, he's somebody that's got a lot of potential when you go and watch film of his and see what he was able to do in college. He, he, he looks like an NFL receiver, and he's produced along the way. So I think overall, yes, they are pleased with what they got. All right, Patrick, uh, we always appreciate your input, and uh, as we get closer to football, it'll be more and more interesting uh, to follow the Saints through you. Uh, we appreciate you very much, my man, and look forward to having you on the show again next week. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Patrick McGee, everybody, from NOLA got coming. Going back, Kelly, to that uh, regional thing, I think it's a good bet that Alabama will not host ooh, the regional. Ooh. Where's, where's, the, where's our drummer, Skeeter? Skeeter's supposed to hit the, uh, the rim shot there. I wouldn't there. bet on the tie not being in a he, regional. He went there again. We'll be back. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't bet. All right, had a good time so far today. Bobby Hawford, uh, William Carey University baseball coach. Appreciate him being on the show. Patrick McGee, 
gives us our weekly New Orleans Saints update. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It is a great place to watch the ball game starting tonight at 6 o'clock with the Golden Eagles take on Louisiana Monroe, the first of a three-game sweep. Uh, they'll have good food to eat and uh, good stuff to drink, and there'll be a, a raucous Southern Miss group there, I can assure you. Uh, so make plans uh, to go to 4th Street Bar and Grill. Also, I want to thank uh, Jana King, the King of Clean, for their sponsorship of our program. They've been working together for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eatery, stadiums, and worship. They can do the same for you. Just go to JanaKingCleans.com. They actually, Bob, clean out Windsor Castle, too. Did do you know they? that? Well, well, we'll spot out here in a second. Okay. And remember, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or tune in, and we're hoping that our next guest's family will be able to hear her interview on one of those podcasts. We've been promoting this all week, and uh, we're delighted to have Lizzie Smith from London, England on the show. Lizzie uh, is a exchange student at Southern Miss, a member of the Diamond Darlings. That's where I met her a couple of weeks ago when she served up the winning ticket to my very close friend Larry Warren in the dugout drawing, and uh Lizzie, it's delightful to have you on the radio show. Hello, good afternoon. How are you? Well, we're good. The, your your accent, since you've been here, no one's ever said, you're from Ellisville, have they? <laughs> no, they haven't. <laughs> All right, tell us, how, tell us how you make it from London, England to Pete Taylor Park. I found that to be a remarkable story. Um, I get asked that question so, so much. Um, to be honest, at times, I didn't really know how I ended up there. Um, I'd honestly say a bit of luck, to be honest. Um, my university picked it out for me um, when I found out that I had Southern Miss. Um, I honestly was just <laughs> in a bit of shock. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, went online, Googled it. Um, looked good and ended up there and I've had honestly the most amazing experience the past year um, and I've made memories and friendships that I am going to keep hopefully for the rest of my life I've really enjoyed it um, and have not got a single bad word to say about any any bit of my experience to be honest with you Well good for you, that was what I was going to ask you if you can kind of summarize what your experience has been in in the southern part of America, in the southern part of Mississippi, and I think you just answered that you've been you've been warmly received and uh, you've been treated very well here. Is that correct? Yes, southern hospitality is is honestly amazing. Um, I was obviously as anyone would be traveling four thousand miles away, being away from family, friends back home. Um, obviously, I was nervous, didn't know what to expect. Um, but honestly, the Southern hospitality has been such a amazing thing for me. And there's not been a single person that hasn't made me feel welcome. Um, and so many of the girls that I'm, I've made friends with through the baseball actually have always been there for me if I, I need any lifts or um, just, uh, just someone to talk to. Um, it really has been amazing. And again, through the baseball uh, the amount of what began as strangers have really turned into sort of friendships and seeing them every week at the baseball and everything. It, it honestly has made my experience um, meeting meeting everyone. Um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. All right, say baseball for me one more time, Lizzie. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Well, you, you said strangers. There's nobody stranger than me, Lizzie, so that's my cue. Uh, 
in, in your in your home country, football or what a lot of Amer- Americans call soccer is Footy. is the big sport. All right, with all due respect, yes. not a whole lot of baseball in England. So, how did you get involved with the baseball program at Southern Miss, and how much baseball did you know before you got involved? Um. <laughs> Being completely honest with you, I knew nothing about baseball um, before. It was quite a funny story, to be honest. I had um, come back from uh, London after being there for Christmas because I went back for five weeks, came back, and I was like, look, I want to be more involved on campus. So I literally saw on Instagram that the Diamond Darlings were advertising for more baseball um, Diamond Girls. um, And had applied for it, didn't even sort of tell my parents that I'd applied for it because um, I didn't think I'd get through because I, I was quite honest. I was like, look, I've sort of listed out all the qualities and experience that I had, but obviously in terms of baseball knowledge, I didn't have much. Um, then I received an email that I got through to the interview stage. At that point, I was very nervous because obviously I didn't know much about baseball at all. So I'd phoned my dad up and I was like, look, I need your help. <laughs> I've got this interview tomorrow at one o'clock. Uh, with the captain, um, please tell me and help me <laughs> with the baseball knowledge. Um, my dad, uh, he's quite a big uh, Red Sox fan. Um, so he had been sort of, he knew some some bit about um, baseball um, and I'd been lucky enough to sort of watch them, watch them play and obviously on TV, that kind of stuff. Um, so he had, he had watched them and sort of, gained that experience so he had sort of told me the basic rules and everything um but i actually went into the interview and they didn't ask me a single baseball question um <laughs> it <laughs> which to my which to my luck i was quite grateful for but um yeah it was i've learned so much through obviously the role and everything and i'm very proud now to say that i do understand the baseball game and <laughs> Um, well, the fi- I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> well, the final question I have for you, Lizzie, is you said that your university in England, quote unquote, matched you up with Southern Miss. Can you tell us what you mean by that, that it matched you up with Southern Miss? Um, so I think they had sort of looked into, um, obviously, with they take into account grades and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had wanted to study because my major is criminal justice. Okay, there you go. Um, so I get... <laughs> I didn't mean it. No, that no, way but Southern Miss has a great criminal justice program. Yeah, 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 and that was that was um, a, a big thing as well. Um, and again, with being in America, um, it was it was either America or Australia for me. Completely different ends of the of the world. Um, but yeah, they had they put me to Southern Miss, and again, um, I'm quite sporty back home and everything. Um, I actually play field hockey, so again, completely different from from baseball. Um, but again, I wanted to sort of be involved on sort of campus and do as much as I could with the sporting aspects of things as well. And again, um, getting involved in the baseball for me was was one way to do that. Um, but again, honestly, the biggest thing for me doing the baseball was, was just to get involved and meet more people and have a, an amazing group of girls that have that have been amazing friends. Um, and have made me have the most amazing last semester here at Southern Miss. Let's get in here with Lizzie Smith. Selfishly, as someone who has been in England multiple times, you're from West London, Mm -hmm. so I have to ask, is it Arsenal, is it Fulham? 
Is it? Are you Harry Kane? Uh, is it? Come on, you Irons! Please tell me you're not a Chelsea supporter. I am not a Chelsea supporter, and Good. my boyfriend will be very happy. That, well, when he found out that I wasn't, he was very happy to hear that. He he supports Fulham, so I must admit, I'm probably I would probably have to say that I'm a Fulham supporter as well. Um, but I yeah, I would say I used to support Manchester United, but I was never yes. a sort of massive, massive, massive sort of diehard fan. Um, I've been to a couple of Fulham games now. Um, so yeah, I'd probably have to say now that I'm I'm more of a Fulham supporter. That, that that's respectable. They're tenth in the uh, Premier League. As long as you're not Chelsea, we're we're good. Um, I, <laughs> we we say this jokingly, but you know, as you have interactions with uh, with people from Southern Miss baseball, has there ever been a time that we you know, one of our good old boys heard you say something and he went, "What? Huh? What did you just yes. say? Do what?" <laughs> um. So you say band-aids for, for what we would call we would call them plasters. So um, a little a little um, boy had he'd fallen over, hurt himself, asked for a band-aid. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go and find you one. And I came back um, and I was like, here's a plaster because we call them plasters in the UK. Um, and he looked at me with such a blank expression as if to say what are you handing what are you handing to me and i was like no 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 sorry it here's a band-aid <laughs> here's a band-aid for you um so that's got to be quite a, a memorable one i would say has it has it been difficult to uh to to change the last uh word of the national anthem the last uh, few months um i haven't i haven't obviously sung it being here um but it's going to be um, a bit of getting used to when I'm back because when, yeah, I've seen since being here, new prime minister, obviously the king now, it's, it's going to be a completely different world <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm going back to um, when, I, when I'm back in London. Lizzie, I'm sorry to say we're out of time, but I want you to know that it was delightful meeting you uh, earlier this uh, month. And uh, you told me your dad was going to listen to this on a podcast. So if you're listening, Mr. Smith, your daughter is delightful, and me and all of my friends really, really, really enjoyed meeting her. And Lizzie, I thank you very much, dear, for being on the show, and uh, we wish you nothing but the very best. Thank you so much for having me. God save the king. And yeah, tell <laughs> tell Charles and Camilla, yo, what up? <laughs> yes. From the colonies. Yes. <laughs> Lizzie Smith, everybody, from London, England. How cool is she? We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Lizzie Smith on Diamond Darling from England. Windsor, to be exact, joining us on the Eagle Hour. And wish her all the best. And uh, she'll be a golden eagle the rest of her life. Appreciate her time. William Carey, head baseball coach Bobby Olford, joined us earlier in the show as well as patrickmcgeeanola.com. If you missed those interviews, you can go back and listen on demand, supertalk.fm, or in podcast form, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
and Audible. DBAT and D1 Training bring you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Great opportunity this weekend uh, to uh, to get some work in in the batting cages and uh, look at some some memberships while you're there um, as well. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Sunbelt Track and Field Championship. Lady Eagles right now in sixth place with 18 total points. They trail Texas State at 22. Arkansas State leading the way um, at 33 points. Big news out of basketball. We we knew this was probably coming, but announced yesterday, right when we got off the air, Juan Cardona promoted to associate head coach of Southern Miss basketball. He said, I want to thank Coach Ladner and Southern Miss for allowing this to happen. Southern Miss Nation has been a blessing in my family's life. So Juan Cardona? He broke out into a sweat when he heard the news. (laughs) (laughs) Associate head coach uh, for Southern Miss um, basketball. Need to watch this, too. Um, A name to watch in the Mississippi High School baseball playoffs, T.J. Dunsford, who is the 5A player of the year in high school baseball. He plays for East Central. They're up 1-0 on Picayune. And uh, Wes Jones is taking on Van Cleve right now, a chance in the South State for Dunsford to possibly take on Wes Jones. Guys on the year, um, batting 405, but on the pitching front, 9-1, 97 strikeouts in 62 innings, 157 ERA. Dunsford headed to Hattiesburg. Kelly, one of those guys that the the uh, you know gaps that'll open up. Um, we, uh, we we expect him um, to fill. Uh, last news and note: Tanner Hall and Slade Wilkes, both named as a Ferris Trophy finalist, one of five uh, finalists across the state. Hunter Hines of Mississippi State, Kemp Alderman of Ole Miss, and Ty Hill of Jackson State. Tanner won it last year, of course. So the Golden Eagles representing forty percent um, of the finalists. All right, let's go to picks, guys. Uh, important weekend um, next to last weekend. Troy at Marshall. Give me a sweep, a series win for uh, for which team, and let me know. Um, yeah, just sweep or series win. All right, I say Troy wins two of three against Marshall. I say Troy sweeps. Troy needs a sweep to get back in that that second conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with them as a sweep also. Arkansas State at App State. Arkansas State out of uh, the ability to, to get into the tournament. App State looking to improve their seating. App State sweeps. App State two out of three. I'll take App State two out of three. Old Dominion at James Madison up in Harrisonburg. ODU two of three. JMU two out of three. No. Old Dominion needs to solidify some stuff. Uh, you know, their only chance really to get in is if they make a run. So I'm going to say Old Dominion two out of three. JMU's at home, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Important one, Texas State at Louisiana. Texas State mm. trying to be that four t- team and hold it on down in the bayou. That's a good one. I like the Cajuns to win the series two to one. And I don't. I'm telling you, this Texas State team scares me to death going into the tournament. I take... The Bobcats, two out of three. Right. Federico talked about how uh, Louisiana, how, how good they are, but I think Texas State's hotter. I, I agree. think Texas State will take two out of three. I just want them to, not to tick off the Cajuns too bad um, no, for, no. for next um, weekend. All right, uh, Georgia Southern at Georgia State. Why this matters is Georgia State fighting for their life uh, for, for the postseason. That one's in Atlanta. Georgia Southern, two out of three. The Panthers, two out of three. Wow. You're just being contrary. No, to that, I just, you? I just, uh, George, you know, Georgia State's one of those sneaky teams, man. The, the, and they're, they're in Atlanta, right in the downtown ATL. Georgia Southern's going to sweep on the road the and break ATL. their heart. This is why. 
This is the one we're all watching. For the first time in the history of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, you will hear two words out of my mouth, Go Jags. And the reason for that is South Alabama hosts Coastal Carolina at Eddie Stanky Field, 6.30 tonight, 2 tomorrow, 11 on Sunday. Uh, Golden Eagles uh, right now tied with Coastal, 17-7. and What you got? Well, my heart says uh, South Alabama will sweep, but my head says that uh, Coastal will win two of three. That. See, I'm not being contrary, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Coach still wins two out of three, and and, and we'll take it. Well, we'll take yeah. that. Yeah. Blue, South Alabama, Uh-oh. backs against the wall, fighting for postseason life. They will take two of three. The Golden Eagles. Here's mine. Will sweep, and Monday the Eagles will be up two games going into the final weekend. I like the thought of that. I I hope you're right. I hope. What you're do you right. got? What do you got for us this week? Golden Eagles sweep easily. Oh yeah. Yeah, Janet King is on its way. Yeah, they're going to be cleaning <laughs> out that. Monroe. Yeah, they're going to be busy. Yeah, the rest of the year. <laughs> I hope so. How what about it, it, Luke? Eagles won ten in a row, eleven in a row, ten. Uh, hopefully, it'll be thirteen in a row. But I'm telling you, Fed Fed knows us, and uh, you you never the the family aspect here. I think one of these games is going to be really close. But I think we'll sweep. There we go. Great weekend to go to Mo Baby Yay Strawberry Syrup this week. I'm going to check that out. That's again. your favorite flavor. I it? love it, man. Yeah. Mo Baby Yay, we appreciate all they do. I want to thank Bobby Hallford, Patrick McGee. And a special thank you to Lizzie Smith. That was as much fun as I've had on an interview in a while. We really appreciate her. All right. We'll be back Monday with Scott Berry. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Into the future. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.